minutes away from your team's first right title. Right it's only one quarter till your name hangs with idols. Preparation, everything, fundamentals, vital. Each game is survival. Never be true. I ride a diesel through your town like the Miami Heat. South Beach, they be showing us love. Takes it up. Everybody. Welcome to the NBA 2K League Show on Dash Radio's Nothing Minute channel. Brought to you by Rode Microphones. Studio quality with easy accessibility since 1967. We are your source for NBA 2K League coverage each and every week. Here, covering the best of the best, not the rest of the rest. This week, we start off with a little bit of news for the 2K League, as T-Wolves Gaming ended up firing their coach recently. This actually shouldn't say recently. This just happened. It's going to be interesting to see what direction they go from here. I know they do have an interim coach in place, it sounds like, but that's a lot of talent on that team. But you have the hood trade demand. Obviously, that changes things, and a lot of it is going to really fall on the hands of the GM going to have to find a way to get a really, really solid return for Hood. A lot going on with the T-Wolves, but if you know if you look at them on paper, that's a really talented squad, that, and it just hasn't worked out so far. So time will tell what ends up happening for T-Wolves Gaming. But let's jump off into Week 3's recaps, and then we're also going to try to take a look at power rankings and some other information after the Week 3 finish. So, first game on the docket, we have Magic Gaming versus Knicks Gaming. Surprising thing we saw in this game, uh, the Magic actually took King Cam Royalty out of their lineup. Has really been a solid player for them. As they say in the movie Dodgeball, bold strategy, Cotton. We'll see if that pays off. Early on in this one, you definitely got the Knicks shining. But, again... Magic came out swinging. We're definitely the better team just initially as they built a 5-3 lead. Knicks gaming, though, were able to limit turnovers, get second chance buckets. A lot of that is, of course, because of our guy Goofy, who had nine rebounds in the first half. Magic, late in the first quarter, really starting to struggle a bit, called a timeout, hoping to try to right the ship hoping to maybe make some changes on defense, figure out what they could do. And as the first quarter came to a close, both teams really started to hit shots from three-point land. And second period starts off with a 17-11 advantage early on so far with the Knicks. Second, it was more of the same as the Knicks were able to start hitting threes even more so. In the first half, up until this point, 6 of 9 from three-point range. And as we've seen with some of the other teams in this league, if you're able to hit from three, you have a really good shot of winning the game. Although you get into the latter portions of the first half, you got some good, easy dunks from the Magic Gaming, specifically DT. We already talked about how they were able to hit from three. And at halftime, Knicks were only up 28-25. to 25. Biggest player for the Knicks at that stage was I am Adam the first with 15 points, and he was especially good at four of six from three. Goofy 757 led the team, had like we talked about nine boards. 
As far as the Magic are concerned, you also got some nice play from Turner Locks Up and DT. Looking at the second half, it was a little more of the same, a pretty good back and forth. But what ended up really costing the Knicks and why they lost this game? Turnovers. In the few minute, last few minutes of the game, they really struggled to hold on to the basketball. In addition to that, the Magic took advantage of those turnovers. And in the end, it was the Knicks losing. Magic take them 48-47. to Player of the game in this one for the Magic, you have DT 14 points, 8 rebounds, an assist, 2 steals, 3 blocks. Very solid game for him. As far as the Knicks are concerned, the man that really got the job done, Goofy, 9 points, 18 rebounds, 6 assists, a steal, and a block with 0 turnovers. So while the team in general had some moments where they struggled, Goofy was very smart with the basketball, did not turn the ball over, but it did end up costing them 10 turnovers to Magic's 9. And then you jump over to assists. Magic had 13, Knicks had 12. Always going to look at those stats when you're talking about who wins and who loses. Moving on to game number two, we have T-Wolves Gaming taking on Raptors Uprising. Definitely two underperforming teams meeting up in this one. And the story for the Raptors here in this game, threes galore in the first half. A couple changes as well. Kenny was used as a point guard, and Doza not playing clearly paid dividends in this one. Trey was huge in this game, especially from three, and you got some fantastic King Quay defense. Definitely a key for what they were able to do, and he was able to get six steals. Now, when you got into that second half, Wolves tried to make a comeback. Very good communication, and you definitely got some solid play from players like Hood. But all was lost, unfortunately, as they were not able to capitalize on what ended up being a shaky fourth quarter for the Raptors, as the Raptors do, though, end up being able to stem the tide and win this one. Final score in this game, Raptors take it 64-59 to as they're able to hold on. Looking at the Raptors squad, player of the game, all hail Trey, the small forward, 25 points, one rebound, two assists, Really set the tone for them. 4 of 9 from 3, 10 of 16 overall. For T-Wolves Gaming, you did get some nice effort from a few different players. The guy we will focus on is Feast. 9 points, 18 rebounds, 4 assists, a steal, a block, only 2 turnovers. While you got a lot of points from Hood, given that he just demanded from a, demanded a trade, I just don't really feel that he deserves much of a nod in this one. Next game on the docket, we have Lakers Gaming taking on Mavs Gaming. This is obviously going to be a very big game as the Mavs are looking to remain undefeated. That has been one of the big storylines in this season early on. Can they keep it up here against the Lakers? In the first half in this game, especially early on, you saw a Lakers team that really felt like they could pull off the upset here. They were trying to take on this undefeated Mavs team. And early on, you definitely saw a lot to like. In fact, in the second quarter, how about this? They scored 19 points. But here's the deal. The Lakers still struggled. They put up a lot of shots that were questionable. They weren't smart with the basketball. Turnovers, again, were a huge issue. And despite all that, though, at halftime, they still had the lead, albeit just five points. Shout out to Control. Very solid game when he was going up against last year's first-round pick, Dimes. But much like we've talked about in some of these other games, 
The team struggled, especially in the fourth quarter. And what the good teams do is the good teams finish strong. Lakers could not do that. In some cases, I think you have to ask the question in this game, did the Mavs win or did the Lakers lose? And we talk about uh, a few players that you normally would get pretty good games from. In Dimes, for example, didn't really do much. You really expected the team to be able to come together more, but they couldn't do it. The nice thing is, and you see this in the NBA, and you see it in the NBA 2K League, is that the really good teams, though, find ways to win. And how about this? The Mavs were down you know, a decent amount, and they had a 15-8 to fourth quarter. That's really what ended up being able to solidify the victory. On top of that, Mo was able to hit a lot of three-point shots. You didn't get a lot of production again out of dimes. Just four assists really didn't uh, play to his name of dimes, of course. But the nice thing that you got from the Mavs, every single player on the team got at least one steal. And that tells you that defense was definitely a priority, and it made a difference. Down the road when they're playing some tougher competition, who knows what's going to happen. Maybe things are going to change for the Mavs. But there's something to be said about playing to your competition level. If you play just good enough to beat the bad teams, and then you step up to that next level when you really need to against some of these better teams in the league, then that's one way you can still get the victory. 53-50 to is the final in this one. Mavs Gaming, player of the game, got to give it to Pete B. Ballin, one of my favorite players in this league. Uh, an interview we just recently had, 11 points, 7 rebounds, 3 assists, 3 steals, and 2 blocks. Stuffs the stat page. Keep watching out for him. But an honorable mention, of course, to Mo, who also had a solid game with 17 points. Looking over to the Lakers, not as much to love. You had a couple games from guys like Vert, didn't really show up. But four guys did score in double digits. We give the, uh, I would say the best nod for the Lakers is Moody, 11 points, 16 rebounds, three dimes, and a block. Overall, uh, a pretty solid effort from both teams, but the Mavs are victorious, and they do stay undefeated. Up, We have T-Wolves Gaming taking on Magic Gaming. T-Wolves Gaming, of course, hoping to right the ship. Magic Gaming looking to find a way to get a win as well. It's been kind of a mixed bag for both teams, but mostly not great as we look to this one. Magic, of course, did not play last week. You hope that maybe they take that time off. They got a lot of practice in, able to stay focused, and maybe watch some of the other teams and see strengths, weaknesses from the teams that they were playing against this week. Reezy has been the story so far for the Magic. On the season, averaging 16.5 points and 13 dimes. He is actually second in the league, which is pretty fantastic about that. But of course, King Cam Royalty is the other player that has been able to get the job done for them. It all depends, of course, if they actually use him. Now, the T-Wolves themselves uh, did have a bye last week. After the first week, they did have... Uh, a, a decent showing going one and one. Magic got out to a big lead, outscoring the T-Wolves in the first quarter, 19 to 12. Wolves were able to bring it back just a little bit in that second quarter by finding a way to outscore the Magic by two points. You're moving on to the third quarter. And again, how about this stat? So in the first quarter, 19 to 12, the Magic win it. In the third quarter, again, 19 to 12. Now, in quarters two and four, 
The Wolves found a way to win, by, but by such a small margin, they just couldn't get enough on the board to make it be successful. And, and you look at some of the storylines from this game, just so many things to like when you look over at the Magic side of things. We talk about three-pointers being a really important part of what they're trying to do. Seven of 15, that's huge for the Magic. And you, you move over to, to the uh, T-Wolves gaming, five of 14. That kind of efficiency is just not going to cut it. You need to be better if you're going to make those shots. On top of that, you had 41 shots only for T-Wolves gaming. So not only did the Magic shoot more, but they shot more efficient as well. So lots to like from Magic. Not much to like from T-Wolves gaming in this game. You know, a few other statistics that really jump off the page for you when you're watching this one. Reezy just had a very solid overall game. As far as point guards are concerned, some people thought going into this one that point guards were going to dictate how this game ended up going. And it, it's funny, both of the point guards were, were decent, but no one really jumped off the page. You know, they both had three turnovers, both similar in terms of rebounds, points, and assists. So that wasn't really where the matchup ended up lying. DT was really one of the players that was able to dominate this game. How about this? Four of six from three-point range for DT. Really played a, an efficient game. Four of six from three, but also nine of 15 from the, you know, just in general, from total field goals made. And he actually ends up being our, I would say, a little bit of a surprise, but King Cam Royalty did play in this one after he had sat out recently. And he was the player of the game for the Magic, who do end up taking this one. Final score, 58-47. to King Cam with 8 points, 13 rebounds, 5 assists, 2 steals, and a block with just a single turnover. Jumping over to T-Wolves Gaming, not much to say about this team, although we got to give the nod to Feast. A single turnover to go along with 12 points, 13 boards, and 3 assists. Overall, though, not great production. Hood, you want to talk about a guy that just demanded a trade, I mean, how about you help your team out a little more if you're going to be demanding trades? Just 6 of 15 overall. He had four turnovers. That's not going to get it done. Just 15 points. This is a very, if you talk about the T-Wolves, jump up to their NBA franchise and the actual you know, T-Wolves franchise, Andrew Wiggins. That's who I think of in this game because you're talking about a guy that wasn't efficient and really didn't do much other than score. Hood would have to be better. Uh, if the Wolves were going to be able to win games, that's a guy you're counting on night in and night out, and it just didn't come in this one. Lots of disappointment so far in the Wolves' season. Again, we talked about it earlier. It's no shock that they ended up firing their coach. Last game of night one, you had a pretty good matchup between Lakers and Heatcheck. Lakers, of course, trying to get back on track with a close loss recently to the Mavs. This is their second game of the night, trying to go up against a, a heat check gaming team that has been very solid so far in the season. Time will tell what ends up happening for both of these teams. But you come into this game, and you're probably thinking, I think heat check are going to take this one because the Lakers have really struggled. They have not been consistent, not one of the stronger teams. But then you look at that performance they had against the Mavs, and they've proven they can actually show up against some of the tougher competition. We talked in the first game the Lakers had about how they made mistakes, a lot of turnovers. The story of this game was no questions asked, turnovers. How about this stat line? The two teams combine for 29 turnovers. That's not a joke. 29 turnovers. That is uh, not going to get the job done. 
How about the fourth quarter specifically? Only 13 points scored by both teams. How I mean that's not a if you're going to if you're going to focus on specific games this week, if you miss some of them, this is a game you can definitely probably gloss over. Uh, just to give you an example, it was a pretty dominating third quarter from the Heat who won it by 10. You had a first quarter that was won by the Lakers. So ultimately, back and forth really describes this this game quite well. And it was really that third quarter that, that, that decided things for both of these teams. That was where Heatcheck really were able to dominate and really take charge of the game. And, and that made a huge difference. Uh, one guy you really want to take a look at was Kev. Just had so much trouble with shots in this one. He was 1 of 13 from the field. And think about this. He had 11 shots from three-point line. That's not going to get it done. We talked last game about how Hood needed to be more efficient. Kev needs to be better than this, or this team is going to falter. And it's, it's going gonna, it's gonna to not go well if this is what's going to happen for this squad going forward. They just, uh, a good way to put it, with the Lakers stalled out pretty consistently. And a lot of what they were able to do was second-chance scoring. Offensive rebounding is going to be key, but you need guys to be able to stretch that floor and hit those three-point shots, open up the inside. And in this one, there was just lots of struggles. Uh, On top of that, Miami, same thing, missed a lot of easy shots. How about this statistic? Uh, 18 of 39 from the the team. I mean, that's not going to get the job done. But how about this? Hot shot. As usual, he is the big story. 18 rebounds is what he had, almost as many as the entire Lakers team combined. I mean, what does that tell you? I mean, I, to me, that, that really tells you the story of the game, and it talks about how they were able to get the job done. So we move on to final scores, which is 44-39. Heat check ended up taking this one. Looking at player of the game for Heat check, no surprise, hot shot, 7 points, 14, or 18 rebounds, 4 assists, although 5 turnovers, did get a block, but the turnovers, you definitely want to work on that. And this is actually one of those games where you see a bit of an outlier because they actually had more turnovers, did the heat check, than the Lakers. But the key statistic that always ends up being, for the most part, the most telling is assists, which they got more of. For the Lakers, looking at uh, a few guys that had okay games, the one that jumps off the page for me is Moody. Uh, 10 points, 12 rebounds, 1 assist, 2 steals. But again... Just like we talked about with Hotshot, turnovers were an issue as he did have five. And that does it for day one of week three. All right, so both teams come into this first matchup of Mavs Gaming and Heat Check Gaming as the first night, or the, sorry, the second night of week number three. This is going to be a good matchup. Mavs undefeated, Heat Check with just one loss. Early on, you got great defense and great offense from the Mavs. How about this? They at one point were on a 15-0 run, which led to 19-6. They were up as far as the first quarter is concerned. Dimes really looking good in this game as opposed to the Lakers. In the Lakers game, just nine points. Here in this one, eight points early on in that first quarter. That's a huge difference. Definitely something you wanted to see. But the Heat Check are a really good team, and so they didn't have a problem with fighting back. Mavs turn the ball over a little bit. That has been one of the key things to notice from Dimes. Definitely turns the ball over more than you would like. He took advantage of turnovers in this one. And you go to halftime, 25-23. to 23, Mavs gaming up just two points. 
Hotshot was huge in that first half, as he always is for Heat Check Gaming. Third quarter, a good back and forth, as we've seen in, in some of the games this week. Neither team was able to really build any sort of a big lead. Three points was definitely the, the lead where it stopped. Heat Check at one point were able to get their first lead of the game as the third quarter was coming to a close. Although it didn't last very long, Mavs Gaming immediately were able to take that lead back and had the lead going into the second uh, or into the fourth quarter. Fourth quarter is where you definitely want to pick things up. If you don't have a lot of time this week, I definitely suggest you watch the replay at least of the fourth quarter of this one. Many lead changes, many ties. In fact, six ties uh, in the last four minutes. Both teams really fought to try to take this one. But Mavs Gaming were the ones that in the end were able to really solidify this victory. Final score, 57-52. to 52, And the big man that was able to solidify this victory was Mo, hitting a big three-pointer towards the end of the game. And after that, Heat just could not fight back. Looking at the specifics of each player, we go to the Mavs for our player of the game. And player of the game this week, none other than Dimes. 17 points and 10 assists. Just four turnovers. So he definitely was better in this game than he has been. Three of six from three. A lot to like from that double-double for Dimes. Over on the side of the ball for the heat check, no shock. Heat check got hot shot. 22 points, 15 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, a block, just 2 turnovers. Moving on to game number 2 of this of this second day, you have 76ers GT taking on Celtics crossover. And we're not going to spend a ton of time on this game as your final score in this one, 71-48. to An absolute blowout by the Sixers. You know, Celtics really struggling. This could be why you're starting to hear that OFAB may be requesting a trade. I mean, there's, there's just look at some of the specifics from the quarters. First quarter, Celtics were right in it, only down by one point. But then they only scored in quarters two and three, 14 total points. 76ers had 14 points in the third quarter, and they had 20 points in the second quarter. That's not going to get the job done. And then you jump to the fourth quarter, and how about that? Celtics actually had more points in the fourth quarter and more points in the first quarter than they had in, in quarters two and three combined. That's not going to get the job done. Again, final score in this one, 71-48. to 48. You know, Olfab is one player that obviously has had some issues for them. He did not play in this game. Looking at the rest of the squad, you just don't have a, a, lot, a lot of great plays. Now, they, they, they did take care of the ball for the most part, although Bully... Six turnovers. I mean, that's not going to get the job done. You need to limit yourself to four or less if you're really going to be competitive in this one. Seven turnovers total for the 76ers just, or, and, and 10 for the Celtics. Jumping at assists, no shock. 23 assists for 76ers, only eight for the Celtics. No autographs. That's the guy we will highlight for the Celtics. Uh, 14 points, 15 rebounds, one assist, and one block. But your player of the game... No question goes to Radiant. Team had 23 assists. 16 of those were his. 20 points, 16 assists, 2 steals, and just 3 turnovers. 4 of 6 from 3 got the job done as the Sixers took this one. Next game on the night, we have a Pistons GT taking on Knicks Gaming. We're hoping that uh, this is going to be a closer game. Knicks looking to try to get their first win. Can they do it? 
here against Pistons GT. First half, you definitely saw Pistons were looking pretty good. At one point, they went on a 16-5 to run to, to start this one, but they ended up losing the quarter, and at half, they actually trailed by four points. But Knicks not deterred at all, as in the second half, Lots and lots of runs were the story of the game, as we've really seen early on in this 2K League season. Teams go on runs, and that really dictates the games uh, as far as we've seen uh, recently. Ten-point lead was what the Knicks were able to get with two minutes left, and Pistons really tried to fight back. They got it to single digits, but they were not able to overcome the Knicks being the better team in this one. Original Malik hit his fourth three of the game, and that was really what sealed it for them that puts the team up nine with under a minute to go. Looking at the final score in this one, 62-48. to 48, The Knicks do end up pulling it out. Pistons tried to fight back, and maybe this game was a little closer than the score dictates. Maybe it was a little, you know, other direction. It's tough to say, but both squads put up a, a pretty good effort. You really want to talk about what decided this game. Uh, slow slow start for Pistons GT. They were able to come back in that second quarter and looked pretty good. But in the second half, Pistons scored only three more points in the entire half than the Knicks did in the third quarter. And jumped to the fourth quarter, and it was all Knicks, 21-8. to Looking at the player of the game for the Knicks, we give it to Goofy, of course. Just misses a triple-double. 19 points, 15 rebounds, 8 assists, a steal, 3 blocks. For the Pistons... Player you really like to see play well, May, who I've been very impressed with so far this season. Seven points, 13 rebounds, four assists, two steals, a block. Although five personal fouls, not ideal. That does it for that one. And the final game of night number two, week three, is Raptors taking on Nets GC. We're looking at the defense of the Nets, who very much struggled on that end. There were numerous times where the floodgates opened, and you saw a Raptors team that was just able to score basically at will. And that was really a big portion of why the final score in this one did end up being 54-42. to 42. And maybe the game was a little, probably not as close as the score actually dictated. The Nets really started, it's funny, they started off scoring the first basket. But that was about it. They really just had a lot of sloppy play in the first quarter. 17-4 to four advantage. Uh, as they go into the second, that that bad start, two of nine from the field, three turnovers in the first, not going to get the job done. You got a lot of good play from the Raptors. King Quay was huge in this game, especially off the glass, able to do so many things as far as that is concerned. But the Nets, late in the game, you definitely saw a little bit more of an effort, or at least they were able to make a surge. But the closest they ever got the lead to was 11 points. And that's not enough, and they do end up falling again. Final score in this one, 54-42. to Raptors end up taking it. Players to watch for here, for the Raptors, the winners, King Quay is the guy. We talked about him being great off the glass. 10 points, but 20 rebounds to lead the way. Four assists, three steals, three blocks. Six turnovers is not really ideal, but he did so much off the glass and in other areas. How about this? King Quay with 20 rebounds. Guess how many rebounds the Nets had as a team? Only 14. Looking at the Nets side of the ball, though, the one couple well, a couple guys that were okay, but Wavy is really the guy I want to highlight for them. 13 points, one rebound. 
but five or nine assists, four steals, but the five turnovers is going to loom large. Surprisingly, this is one of the few games you're going to see this. The Nets won both the assist and the turnover game, and you never, you almost never see that occur to a losing team, but this is one where it happened. Something to watch for, but it definitely bucked what we normally see as a trend, and that does it for the week three, night two matchups. All right, so the last night of week number three starts off with Blazer 5 taking on Cavs Legion. In the interest of time, we have to go through these a little quicker, but definitely some things to highlight from each of these five games on the final night. 59-51 is your final in this one. Looking at some of the things that really jump off the page as far as this game is concerned, we talked about how important, again, turnovers and assists are, and this game was no different. Looking at the assists, though, this is what's really surprising. The assists, you got more from Cavs Legion. They actually went, end up winning that battle 15-12, to 12, but 14 turnovers for Blazer 5, just 8 turnovers for Cavs Legion. I mean, it's, it's very, very surprising that this is the second game in a row that bucks that trend. Something to really watch for. Blazer 5, the player that really shined for us. Mama, I'm Datman with 22 points, 1 rebound, 8 assists, but you know what? Eight turnovers. Eight turnovers. But still, you, you really got to like what he brings to the table. The other guy that we'll highlight is going to be our player of the game, and that's one wild walnut, 22 points, 21 rebounds, one assist, two steals, just two turnovers. For Cavs Legion, the player we look at is sick. 14 points, six rebounds, two or three assists, two steals, three blocks, just a single turnover. And that's all she wrote. Again, your final Blazer 5 win, 59-51 over Cavs Legion. Jump to the next game on the docket. We have one of the best, closest games of the week, and that is Kingsguard Gaming taking on Celtics Crossover. This was a really close matchup. I promise you, you want to watch this one if you can. 62-60 is your final, though. Kingsguard end up taking this one. And really, how about this back and forth? Kings outscore the Celtics by two in the first quarter. Celtics outscore the Kings by three in the second quarter. Third quarter is basically even. 17 to the Kings, 16 to the Celtics. You jump into that final quarter, and that's it's a tie game going into the fourth, but Kings able to just squeak it out, 18 to 16. So, again, if you have not watched this game, I cr- promise you really want to do this. And the guy and the credit we're going to give to, ball-like seam, is really the guy that got the job done on the game-winning basket. Really was able to move around long enough to hit Worthing Colt for the alley-oop, and that's what actually ended up sealing the win. So something to watch if you have not already seen it. Jumping to the box score and really wanting to highlight for the Celtics, player that was really, really impressive in this one was Ofab. 19 points, 16 assists, one rebound, one steal, four turnovers. But the player of the game in this one got to go to ball like seam. Also the man who was really responsible for that game winner, 23 points, seven assists, three steals, and four turnovers. Next game on the docket, Pistons GT, and they end up taking this one. Uh, it's it's a, a pretty close game, but that second half, the Cavs really dominated. Third quarter really tells the story, 21-9, to Cavs took that third quarter, and they end up winning this one 70-60, your final score. And the player of the game for Cavs Legion, 
none other than Sick again puts it on 23 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, and 3 steals to go along with a block and 0 turnovers. That goose egg. And the Pistons player that they really shined with was May. Again, one of our favorite players so far in the season. 10 points, 12 boards, 2 assists, and just 2 turnovers. Next game on the docket, we have Nets GC and Blazer 5. Looking at this matchup, this is a pretty close game. One of the better games we've actually seen. And really, the game was decided in the first half. Blazer 5 took quarters 1 and quarter 2. And that was really the main thing as the final score was Blazer 5, 70. Nets GC, 63. For the Blazer 5 player of the game, we look no other than Mama I'm That Man. 24 points, 1 rebound, 9 assists, and a steal. Nets GC led the way by Wavy, who again has been really solid. 17 points, 10 assists, 5 turnovers though. That is not going to cut it. Final game of the week, we have 76ers taking on Kings Guard. You go into this game and you might think Sixers got a good shot, but Kings Guard really came out of the, the gates obviously coming for victory. They end up taking this one 64 to 60 is your final. Kings Guard take it. And actually, it goes to the fourth quarter, game tied up, but Kings Guard able to solidify that quarter and solidify the win with 15 to 11 advantage in that fourth quarter. For the Kings Guard, player of the game, no shock. Worthing Colt with a fantastic game. How about these numbers? 18 points, 16 rebounds, 4 assists, just 1 turnover. For 76ers GC, a a few players jump off the page. We're actually going to give this one to ZDS. I just think he's a guy that you don't see a lot of necessarily as far as players of the game. And I think he deserves it here. 17 points, 6 assists, a steal, just a single turnover. 4 of 8 from 3 and 6 of 11 overall. Very good slate of games this week, and next week is going to be no different. So make sure that you don't miss any of this action. Remember, you can follow it on Twitch, or you can follow it on YouTube. Now, coming up, we are joined by Josiah Cohen. He is from Dimer2K. Stay tuned. Coming up, second half of the show, we have that interview. From Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, this is the NBA 2K League Show. I am Aaron Groshan, and joined on the telephone from Dimer 2K, Josiah Cohen. Everybody listening right now, please add him on Twitter at Dimer 2K or at Josiah Cohen 13. And if you're feeling really squirrely, drop them an email right to the website contact at Dimer 2K. K.com. It's a single source. You can find all the NBA 2K news, media, and alerts right on his website. Josiah, thank you for joining us today on Dash Radio in the Nothing But Net channel. Thank you for having me on, Aaron. Glad to be here. Glad to uh, talk some NBA 2K League. Yes, and I, I think this is a fantastic gift to the audience, those listening in the cars and the devices all around the Dash Radio world, because many are locked into the NBA 2K League know of and are familiar with your work at Dimer 2K. Josiah Cohen is a name that travels when it comes to those in the mix on NBA 2K League websites, Twitter, whether it's Twitch feeds, etc. They know a go-to source when they see one. Now, the trick is getting you out there to the rest of the people that are tuning into the Nothing But Net channel that are new to the NBA 2K League. Obviously, we're in Season 2. 
Things are moving along very swimmingly, actually very fast. We're about to enter into our second tournament. We're going to talk about that in a little bit. But before we do, some fun things. Everybody, again, I, I told you to go check out his Twitter feed because today he, you teed up a pretty interesting question. It got me thinking. I got to the studio. I threw it out here to the guys, and the question was this. Who would be your all-NBA 2K League players as they stand right now? And I was thinking, mm, you know, there's, a, there's some really good performers out there. But then when you break it down position, and you said, I believe it was two to three guards, one to two forwards, and a center. And I have to admit, the thing that stumps me the most on that question, Josiah, is one center. Because there's, it's such a key position in the NBA 2K League that it's hard to pick just one. So I made a little list collaboratively here in the studio of who we think right now, if we had to vote, we would vote for at a position. And I'm just going to throw them out there and let's have a little discussion about that. It'd be interesting to see once you guys listen to this on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel, hit us up on Twitter, make sure you tag us, let us know what you think. Eh, maybe we're right. Maybe we're wrong. Let's, we're about to find out. So guards, I think this one is about as easy as it can get when it comes to guards. A. Rooks from Bucks Gaming. He's a point guard. He's the first pick, 10th overall last year by the Bucks. He was retained. He's first in the league currently in points per game, and his team is winning. And I think uh, winning and the success of the team means a lot to me. So A. Rooks, I felt, was a, was a lock first team. Your thoughts? Yeah, I, I actually agree, but with sort of a twist, I actually have him as my lone forward. Um, he's, he's definitely played point guard in the past, and this year the Bucks are sort of trying a new thing where he's operating as the primary ball handler, but at the uh, small forward position uh, for some of his best games so far this year. And so that, that really cleared up things for me in terms of the forward. I had a few good candidates, but as you said, he's the leading scorer in the league. He's had an absolutely amazing otherworldly performance in a double overtime win against Blazer 5 gaming. I had him on the list as well. You know, and you talk about that Blazer 5 victory. Clutch gene, end of game, big shot scenario is not afraid. You're not shying away from the pressure. That means a lot. Stepping up against, I mean, B5, we all know, battle-tested, They've been around. They know how to play. They have a good leader. Um, you know, that's a tough win. To get that win, really, I think, for a lot of the average fans, even diehard fans of NBA 2K League, that put Bucks Gaming on the map. And, A, Rooks solidifying himself as, hey, I'm a go-to guy in this season, too. Uh, sticking with Bucks Gaming, you mentioned the small forward spot. Another guy on the team who uh, was getting some votes here in the studio, Big Meek. Big Meek's doing some work, one and a half steals per game, nearly 20 points per game, 60% plus shooting from the field. Do you think he's worthy of a all 2K NBA 2K league notch or not at this point? Maybe he's an honorable mention. I, I think Big Meek is a phenomenal player and a very underrated shooter. He's one of the best stretch fours in the game. You know, he, he's so good at, at being crafty. If, if they grab an offensive rebound, he, he finds an open spot on the floor, and more often than not, he's going to knock down the shot on the feed from the post. He's not, to me, uh, uh, an all-NBA 2K League first-team player, probably not even uh, second-team either. He's a phenomenal player, but you know, I feel like there's, there's so many – 
players who make a big impact um, and make a bigger, you know, direct impact on the game than Big Meek. He has his moments, and he has his moments every game. And there's a lot to be said for being such a consistent role player. But I just have a few guys I feel like, you know, make more of a direct impact. You know, they're handling the ball a bit more. They're doing a bit more defensively. So I'm, I'm leaving Big Meek off mine, but he's still a great player, and he deserves a little more recognition than he's been given all year. Very good insight, Josiah. And like I said, the topic was there. We were talking about forwards. Bucks gaming was a part of the discussion. I thought he should be at least mentioned a little bit. Uh, sliding back to the point guards. Uh, here's a point guard that I think, uh, again, sticks stands out right out to me. I think many that follow the league would agree. Radiant point guard. First round draft pick, 14th overall by the Sixers. This was a 2018 player retained. He's fourth in the league in points at 21 plus a game, third in the league in assists with over 10 per game. And again, his team is winning. Yeah, he, he's an absolute no-brainer. Um, probably the leading candidate for MVP right now. Helped the 76ers win the tip-off tournament, the preseason tournament for the NBA 2K League. He's been an absolute terror offensively. Just so, so good creating, scoring, passing for the 76ers, whatever they need him to do. He's arguably the best 2K player in the world right now, honestly. And, and easy, easy call with the 76ers playing so well as a team and him playing so well as an individual. Easy to put him on this list. You said the word. You called him a tear. And, and we in the studio, we call him a problem because that's exactly mm-hmm. what he creates for the defense and the opposing team is how do you control it all? Because the wheels can start to fall off quick. You start to put too much focus. He can facilitate. Obviously, he's... Uh, what is it? Uh, let's see here. 10 assists per game. So yeah, he's moving the rock. So if you're going to, you know, bring two guys on, he's finding the open guy. If you're going to press him up the floor, he's going to find an uh, outlet pass or somebody in transition. It's just, it's so tough. You can't leave him open. He's a knockdown. I mean, you're right. He's all world-class when it comes to NBA 2K league, closing out the point guards, Josiah, the last one on our list. And I'm interested to see, if there's anybody that you want to bring up after this, but we have Mama, I'm that man, point guard. He's the second uh, round draft pick of B5. He's a retained player from 2018, and we think he's on that list. Um, would you place him on, in this all-NBA all 2K League first team, or do you think he's a, an honorable mention type candidate, sort of like a Rook, or excuse me, uh, uh, Big Meek was? I, I absolutely would have him on this list. You, you guys read my mind, it seems. Uh, Mama's been phenomenal. Uh, you know, the Blazers were, were somewhat unheralded, shockingly, coming into the season. You know, everyone thought, oh, maybe it's, you know, they were so good last year. How can they replicate that success this year? But the pick and roll between Mama and last year's MVP, One Wild Walnut, has just been absolutely superb once again. Mama's elevated his game to a whole new level. He's scoring. He's passing. He had He had a game, I believe, he had 19 points, 16 assists, and zero turnovers, which is remarkable uh, in the NBA 2K League. He's he's probably been the second best point guard in the league. He has a case for a first even, you know, if Radiant isn't on his game. It's just so remarkable to see how not even not just consistent Mama's been, but how he's taken steps forward after being an MVP candidate last year. So he's definitely rounding out the point guard on point guard position on my list. Fantastic stuff. And now we've talked about the guards. We have talked about some forwards. And now we need to discuss centers. And I told you at the start of the conversation, center for me was so hard because 
There's so many good centers to choose from right now. And the one that stands out to me most is Goofy from the Knicks. You were talking about a guy here who was the first round draft pick last year by them, ninth overall, retained. He's 82% from the field. He's second in the league with blocks. He's number one in the league in rebounds over 16 per game. And the team's doing good. So that to me... You know, this is coming, you know, especially I give him a credit, too, for last season's championship. Also sticking with the team and still being an elite level talent. There's no drop off that I see. So for for my money in the studio's money, we're saying goofy for first team at the center position. What do you say? Yeah, I mean, Goofy certainly has a really good argument to be made. Uh, as you as you laid out, he does so much for the Knicks offensively defensively crashing the glass but he, he's actually not not the guy i had on mine you know there are a few really really good centers in the league goofy's certainly one of them i like to look at guys who are maybe a bit more multi-dimensional than goofy who's again really really good but you know, i look at a guy like hotshot who does a little more creating off the dribble than goofy does i look at a guy like like ramo on the pacers formerly of the pistons who you know is a bit better defensively than goofy and his buddy, you know, Wolf there makes the Pacers probably the best defensive team in the league when they're on their game. So guys like Hotshot, you know, guys like guys like even Clondo, you know, the Bucks have been the surprise this season. Um, he, he's a rookie. He's been really, really good. Rhea, the number one overall pick for Jazz game, has also been phenomenal at center. Goofy, Goofy has a great case to be made, and I wouldn't be displeased to have him on the list. Uh, I just feel like there are a few more centers who bring a bit more multi-dimensional of the game, and you know, Goofy got lots to be said for him. For me, you know, there's so many good centers. As you said, it's tough to choose from. I'm going to pick someone who's a bit more one, a bit more multi-dimensional, and that's going to be either a hot shot or a Ramo. See what I mean? It's it's extremely difficult. Literally every player you said there, we all had discussions on before we started recording tonight on who can it be? How do you pick one? It's really when it comes down to it. It's actually just fascinating. This is the, these are the type of storylines that I love to watch. You know, if you, even if you go back to season one, on just following the ebbs and flows of the season and seeing how the individual and team storylines play out, this is one to watch. If if people are really looking for those micro level, you know, you know, is it is it Goofy? Is it uh, Plondo? Is it Rhea? Is it Wolf? Right? I mean, like how how do you gauge them week in and week out. It's going to be so cool to see how this all looks as the season unfolds. Now, that's enough of uh, the all-NBA 2K League talk. I, I want to jump through some things uh, while we got you on the phone. Again, we got Josiah Cohen from Dimer 2K. Make sure you drop him a uh, follow on Twitter, Dimer 2K, at Josiah Cohen 13. Let's talk about this upcoming turn tournament. This is in Las Vegas. It's at the HyperX Esports Arena Las Vegas, Nevada, at the Luxor Hotel and Casino, May 9th through 11th. Will you be in attendance? Unfortunately, I will not be. We're hoping to have a guy from Dimer there for at least a, a day or two of it. Len, at Len underscore 2K. Um, I won't be there. I'll be in the studio this week. I'll, I'll hopefully be there as many times as possible throughout the season. But, you know, with or without me there, it's going to be a great experience for, for the players, for the teams, and it's going to be really a show on the floor as well. I'm so excited to see what the studio is going to look like inside of the Luxor. And I think 
you know, Dirk uh, had a fantastic tweet the other day about sort of the energy and different vibe that it makes. And I think a lot of the West Coast players are excited to not have to travel literally across the country as well. So it'll be interesting to get that role reversal of coasts sort of going on. And also, this is a bit of a wild card. It's Vegas. Who's going to stay focused? Who's going to stay locked in and not fall into the Sin City that is around you? And that's, I think, something to be considered at least. Um, Let's talk about... Josiah, a really cool new game feature that they're going to do. I called it a build lockout or an archetype ban, whatever you want to call it. Essentially, it is the team choosing a certain archetype that can't be played in the game through that tournament. I think is such a cool twist. Yeah, it's it definitely adds sort of a, a more esports feel to things rather than just throwing guys out on the floor a la basketball. Uh, it's going to be interesting, and it, I think it, it'll help heighten the chess match. That is taking archetypes you know we're, we're far enough into the season now that there's sort of a clear meta there's sort of a clear lineup that a lot of teams like to run and a lot of teams like to conform to but with the archetype and you know you have to you have to adjust and you know maybe maybe a team will for example take out the lockdown defender shooting guard which is kind of commonplace by now do you respond by putting that 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 archetype at small forward and running a, a pure sharpshooter at shooting guard you know, or do you go a different route? You know, you have to look at the abilities that your players possess and how you can best maximize those. And this archetype band sort of gives you a better idea of how you're going to be able to do that. Josiah, for me, the biggest thing that I'm looking for and, and I'm most excited about and fascinated to see unfold is how the coaches respond. I think that for me, this is bread and butter. This could not be like where a coach could make hay more, right? Come up with a great game plan, great archetype block out and next thing you know you go 2 and 0 and win the thing or or excuse me 4 and 0 or 5 and 0 and win this thing so i'm excited to see how the coaches come up and, and scheme against each other because you had mentioned it it's a chess match this will be a chess match You're, they're going to look at team strengths who they're going to be matched up against and what position or uh, an archetype in that position they can lock out for that other team just to create a hurdle because it's going to be unknown. It's going to be so cool to see that play out. And imagine being that first team coming up where you're just getting an experience. If those later games, they get to kind of watch how this plays out. So one thing I don't know, maybe you know, is how soon is it announced? Is it before the tip-off you have to notify? Or is it before that day's slate of games? It'd be interesting to know that. I'm not 100% certain. So as far as I believe, it is you you will teams will ban whatever archetype they want um before lineups lock in got it um so you 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 ban the archetype and then the teams pick their lineup and i believe this year lineups have to be submitted three hours before tip-off that might not be the case for the tournament but that's i believe what the the system is for the regular season that's still going to be very exciting you imagine getting getting your heart pumping you know you're just walking into a tournament let alone sitting there waiting for those lineups to lock and then it's like what archetype are they banning it's just going to be cool i'm excited to check it out again those listening here on dash radio is nothing but a channel make sure you check it out they got tickets on sale twenty dollars a day thirty dollars for a three-day pack gets you to all the games that's the one i would buy i can promise you that um we talked about the archetype ban but what we didn't mention is all the cash that's on the table One hundred and eighty thousand dollars is available to be had to the winners and 
boy, oh boy, if that doesn't get you going, what are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a lot of good stuff out there. And, you know, you know, guys who trash talk, a guy like Dave Fry, who honestly deserved a, a mention from me in the, the top center's consideration, he's going to be trash talking up a storm and he's going to take it to a whole another level there. Players are just going to be so locked in. You know, and they're they're not going to say that they're thinking about the money, but it's definitely going to be the back of their minds. You know, who performs best under that pressure? And for a lot of rookies, it's going to be the first test at really, really competing for a serious grand prize like that. No doubt. Now let's shift some gears, okay? The NBA 2K League show we're, we're covering game recaps, we're covering news, and at Diamond 2K, you guys are doing that every day. You know, we're we're producing this show once a week for Dash Radio. You have been breaking some news on the trade fronts, and most recently what has occurred is the NBA 2K League announced the trade window for Season 2. It's April 28th to June 16th, and you have broken some news recently. Do you want to talk about, uh, first and foremost, uh, the news from Hood? And this would be T-Wolves Gaming here in Minneapolis. Uh, Hood, their first-round expansion draft pick was traded in exchange to Cavs Legion, who they ended up selecting Larry. Um, what's your take on this uh, trade rumor slash news that's broke in the NBA 2K League? Yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely an exciting one. Um, as you said, the, the T-Wolves acquired Hood uh, during the expansion draft in exchange for the third overall pick in the expansion draft, which the Cavs wanted to be. Oh, Larry, who played for Bucks Gaming in, in Season 1. Hood is a really good scorer, um, but you know, the T-Wolves have really struggled, and, you know, Hood Hood uh, has, has definitely requested a trade. So it'll be interesting to see what the T-Wolves do in response. Uh, I, I'm not going to gonna tip anything right now, but, you know, we're going to see so we're gonna see uh, a different look T-Wolves, I believe, uh, this week in the NBA 2K League's weekly slate of action. Um, but, you know, Hood, Hood, I think, is someone who, as, as a lot of people have said, you know, he really needs the right situation to flourish. And, and he's a very, very talented scorer. Um, but the two Kellys, you know, it's about more than scoring. It's about more than gameplay even. So he's someone who really needs the right situation. And it'll be interesting to see, you know, if a team that, you know, if a team does, you know, shell out to acquire him, are they the right situation for him? Is he going to be able to flourish there? Yes. And, and this is a type of, of moment where you hope both parties do end up well, fall on their feet in the right way, because, you don't want to get one-sided on a deal, right? So let's hope they both end up in the right positions going forward. Uh, more news. This was coming out of the Celtics crossover gaming. And some rumblings, I, I was reading things on Twitter. Uh, we had some news breaks uh, from Diamond2K. Olfab from Celtics crossover gaming possibly may or may not be on the trade block. Uh, do you have any insight into this situation? Or has this situation sort of simmered down? So it's a combination of things. On the one hand, I wouldn't say that he's necessarily on the block. The team did not, you know, said the, the Celtics management did not start calling up other teams in the league and saying, all right, you know, we're sitting in Fab. Fab is, is one of the best players, one of the best point guards in the entire league, in the entire world. Um, you know, but there's just been, they've, they've really struggled to start the year. After they were the runners up in the tip off, they've gone 0 3 to start the season. Fab was suspended for a game uh, due to a post game altercation with Hawks Talent, you see. So the team has really struggled, and and you know they're they're still adjusting to that. Um, Fab, you know, according to according to reports, wasn't wasn't all too thrilled. Um, I think this is the sort of thing where 
there's probably more noise now uh, than, than it will wind up being, you know, because teams are really loath to deal with, like, you know, an amazing point guard. It's it's such a premium, such an important position that, you know, it, it would it would take a really, really convincing offer to get Fab to move. And, and while he'd be open to it, you know, it's, it's not at all inconceivable that he's very happy with his teammates, very happy with his coach in Boston, and that he doesn't wind up going anywhere in the end. Understood. Now, the last thing we're going to talk about here is, and, and this is on, on my notes of possible trade requests slash demands, is uh, the point guard from Kings Guard Gaming BP. He was their third overall pick in this year's draft. Why so soon? Is this is this real? Is this really gonna you know? Can Kings Guard, who's had early success this season, unlike which we just talked about Celtics? who are off to a slow start. Here's Kingsguard. They're, for all intents and purposes, playing fine. Yeah, I think, as you said, it's basically an inversion of what the Celtics are going through. You know, whereas for the Celtics, you know, not playing so well was a catalyst for there being some noise surrounding them. For the Kings, them playing well is a catalyst for the noise dying down around them. You know, a lot of people have questions about how they were going to do coming into the year. BP, a very highly touted prospect, a very, very important pick for them, you know, point guard, franchise point guard, essentially. And now that they've gone foreign, too, you know, he, he's certainly he's certainly someone they would like to see in their long, long-term long future. Um, you know, how much accord there is between him and them, you know, remains to be seen. Again, you know, never discount a really, really good offer. But at the same time, foreign two teams are very, very unlikely to rush their point guard out of town. Um, you know, the trade window is long enough that if they start losing, you know, we could we could see this one pick up again. But this one's this one's probably the most dormant trade request right now out of the three of those. Fair enough. Now I, I got to mention this, and this is just my overall basketball sense. I've been covering the NBA for for years now. Um, one of the things I see when it comes to player trade requests in that realm is is usually it's a long time coming. This NBA two K league. You know, here, here we are just a few weeks into the season. You know, the team starts off a little bit slow, and next thing you know, it's kind of like, all right, well, I'm out. It, for me, it feels a bit like a kind of a wait and see. I would like to, if I was a team, I'd be wanting to hold out a little bit until this end of this trade window. I don't know if I'd be satisfying any trades super early unless it was an absolute slam dunk no-brainer. But my two cents, uh, we'll see how things play out. Any other news coming around the league that you see, whether it be trade and otherwise? Yeah, I think it's something worth keeping an eye on. The, the window is long enough, and I think especially when all the teams are getting together in Las Vegas for the turn, that's really when we're going to see a lot of noise coming out of, of Vegas. You know, a lot of trade discussion, a lot of player discussion. We'll see, you know, no no trade is set in stone until everything is done in process. Nothing is done in process yet. You know, two trade requests, one, two guys open to being traded. Um, nothing's happened yet, but there will definitely be things happening. You know, the window's long enough. Teams are desperate enough. Teams feel the need to win enough that things are definitely going to happen, and it's worth keeping an eye on. Well, there you have it, folks. He said it best himself. Keep an eye on it. Keep an eye on his Twitter feed. Keep an eye on Dimer2K. Make sure you add 
Josiah Cohen 13 on Twitter because this guy is dialed in as good as any covering the NBA 2K League. So please do that. Josiah, thank you for joining us today on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. We are the NBA 2K League show. Until next time, keep it 2,000.